0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR. And SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbark. Now, we've got a great guest, we've got a great day lined up, and all of that, before we get to all of that, I want to give you the intent of the podcast, kind of the why are we here, so to speak, and we're here to work out our trials, tribulations, hardships, all of that in such a way that we can begin to uncover and unfold God's plan for our lives. Now, you may be hearing that and saying, okay, Dustin, but why do I need to listen to Scar?" And the truth is, we all have stuff, right? We all have things that can accumulate and even change the trajectory of our day, of our week, of our lives if we let it get to us and so here's the thing we need a place that we can come together under one roof and just share god's goodness and share what he's doing in each and each one of our lives and have a safe place that we can discuss our hardships uh, and and what we did to find freedom and so with that being said i want to introduce a great guest today miss noreen how are you doing miss noreen hi dustin hello everybody i am doing well
1: Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's an honor to be here.
0: Yes, ma'am. It is an honor to have you. Now, Miss Noreen Henry uh, is, she resides in New York City. And tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got to New York.
1: Okay, so I'm originally from uh, London, England. I was born and raised there. And I came to the United States because my parents said so. (laughs) Okay, So, so it wasn't by choice at that time. I was a, a teenager, I was seventeen, and um and then I turned eighteen the year I came here, and then my life just continued on from there, so okay. that's why i I actually say i re, I reside in New York City, I reside in the states, but my hometown is London, England.
0: All right, okay, okay, and so do you still have family that that you visit in London?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got my I got siblings over there, I got my cousins, I have got friends, you know, school friends. And in fact, we were supposed to have a family reunion this year, but you know, everything had to get cancelled.
0: Yes, goodness. How are they dealing with covid over there? How is all of that in London?
1: They they're doing they're doing okay. Right? okay. They're doing okay. They it's this, they're doing similar things of what, you know, with what we're doing over here. But um they seem to me a little bit better off.
0: (laughs) Well, I just want to tell you, I love your accent and I I just, I absolutely love your accent and you are a, a powerful life coach, international speaker, trainer, author, health educator, and all of that. And you help people to transform their lives from defeat to victory. Now, now one of the ways you've done that is by founding uh, victorious Living Culture, and, and that's a that's a Victorious Living Movement. Uh, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Okay. Yeah, so it was, it's Victorious Living Culture, and it's a movement. The reason I call it a movement is because, like, I was so many are not living the victorious lives that we're supposed to be living, right? where There was a time where I wasn't having complete joy, complete peace, and complete happiness, and I wasn't in my circumstances to victory and so that's why it's a movement to bring that awareness to let people know that okay you might be living okay but you're not living the victorious life that we're we're supposed to be living and so many are like that so many unhappy like it's, it's, it's
0: deep what do you think is the uh what do you think is the reason behind somebody uh, um, not living their most victorious life. What have you found uh, to be a common thread or a common denominator between a lot of people who are living unhappy? The first
1: part I would say is awareness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the first part. And then the second part of it is gaining the knowledge.
0: Okay. okay. And,
1: and I say actually gaining the right knowledge because there's so much knowledge out there, but it's not all right. So for me, when I began this journey of, um, especially with founding Victorious Living Culture, it was because of all the knowledge that I've gained over the years. But why I became, why I learned to be victorious, why I learned the tools to be victorious. Like, no matter what is going on, right? No matter what is going on, we can still have joy, we can still have peace, and we can still be happy. Right? And as we work through our circumstances, because we have to work through them if we come if we just stay stuck in them it doesn't change and for me it gets worse so and i'm speaking you, from experience
0: me, yes and and let me let me ask you this now we have listeners um of 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 all types uh, male male and female listeners and and what how do you encourage someone uh, to start leaning into this idea of victorious living culture, how where do you start with somebody that is completely broken uh, that maybe has faced a, a very a very traumatic circumstance or maybe faced uh, a a hardship Wh- mm-hmm. Where do you even begin that process, Miss noreen?
1: yeah, because you have to be careful, right so the beginning is really like you stop stopping and breathing (laughs) yes that's that's the beginning stopping and breathing and that's with and that's really with everything that whatever it is that we are going through the first thing stop and breathe take deep breaths because that will change your that helps to change your mind It helps to calm you down and then from there we take the steps and it depends on you know where the person is yeah, because a lot, of, lot of times, like I said, the main thing is just the awareness is, the, know, is the biggest thing.
0: And, and and when they when they get into uh, start becoming aware, they they, they start breathing uh, a little bit. It's it's mm-hmm. you, you know, it's sort of opening up the mind. Now, um, yeah. you're also a a biblical counselor, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: So so in your victorious living culture um, are you uh, basing that off of the, the biblical counselor perspective or is this for people um, is, is this for um, somebody that's very new to Christianity to religion and all of that or, or what would you what would you how would you frame that?
1: Well, bottom line is based off of the Bible, right? It's based off of the Lord. That's where that's where this all comes from. But with with speaking, so with speaking, depending on your audience, right? You have to choose your your words carefully,
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: because because everybody wants peace. Like when I speak to people, the, everybody wants peace and everybody wants to be happy but depending on who you're talking with, depending on who I'm talking with, it's going to be just going to depend how I word it. Like I know that somebody believes in the Lord and I'm free to speak freely. But if they're not, then I would just be wording it differently. Right. And not using, using biblical, speaking from a biblical perspective without using biblical words. If you understand, you understand what I mean?
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And so, um, why do you believe that that this whole idea of victorious living is important? Um, why, why is it important for someone to unleash their greatest potential or someone to live um, a victorious life? What does that look like? and why is that important?
1: Well, first of all, it's important because that's what God wants us wants us to have, right? That's one of the reasons it's important. And when you really look at life, who wants to be sad and down and depressed? Mm-hmm. Who really wants that? Nobody, really. Nobody. right? But it's just to, it, when we're in that in those circumstances, like I said, like when I was in my dark days of not understanding, I did not know how to get there. right? I did not know that there was a path. I didn't know that. There was things that I needed to do. There was a point in my life that I'd say, "Okay, I want this," and so now I would want that. But I did not know. That's what it. Well, that's what was missing, and I didn't know how to get there. And it was through. That's why it was through my circumstances and learning the tools. And when I was even learning, I did not know that that's what I was doing. Right. 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 So it's like when I look back now, I was like, "Wow, the Lord was leading me all this time. <laughs> he that was strategizing with good me." Good. Yes, it was strategizing with me. Because one of the things I can say that happened with me, I went through a, a divorce that was terrible. And it was like, even with going through that, I went and uh, I bought an emotional healing package. And that was from Joyce Meyer. I bought the, a book, Healing the Broken Hearted. And so these were tools that I was gaining. But at the time, I did not know it was tools that God is going to take and turn and turn it around for me to now be teaching Victorious Living. <laughs>
0: wow. Such an awesome testimony. And so when you were going through your divorce and and your dark days and all of that, um, can you just tell me some of the emotions, some of the feelings that you had and and just just how you felt overall um when when you were in the dark days and then kind of mm-hmm. transition me uh into your aha moment where you knew there was more to life.
1: But when in those days right i i i I thought I was not angry right mm-hmm. um, I thought I was okay, and this is it goes back to the awareness I thought I was okay, and so it was in taking that uh, doing the um the, the emotional healing package, I was listening to the tapes back then it was cassette tapes <laughs> yeah. and the things that was being said under the tape made me realize, Oh, I am angry. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, so then I was angry. And so the another, another part of it was I felt my heart was hard. Right. So through all of that, ter- it was a terrible time. I didn't cry.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: I didn't cry. So that's one of the things that I experienced when I was going through that. I didn't cry. So, I was probably thinking at that time that I didn't cry because I thought that I was okay, yeah. but technically i wasn't i wasn't so in transition with you know take be taking the the take listening to the tapes reading books and eventually going to a coach to get in a healing so um, it was doing these things on my own took me but so far, but it's when I got a coach that then I got. Even further, right, with the deeper, deeper things that's inside, because this is where the brokenness is, right? Yes. There's the deep, deep things inside, and then the brokenness has layers and layers and layers. And I can actually tell you that it's actually started at my birth.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: It started at my birth. It's, it's part of my story when I'm speaking, is that when I was born, words were said to me, right? The, and the words were said to me that charted the course of my life. It was the words that were said to me was that what an ugly thing this is, right? So those words got into my spirit. So I grew up thinking I was ugly. So that was one of the brokenness right at my birth.
0: Where did those words come from?
1: It was my my mother said it. My mother said it, but she said it. I asked her, I was able to ask her before she passed away, why did she say those words? Because these things were buried deep inside. And that's why we need the help to go through and undo all these things because these are the things that are buried inside that will keep us stuck. Yes. So as I was growing up, I realized that I was, um, well, when I was growing up, I used to think as a teenager, I used to think I was ugly. I thought Gu- guys wouldn't like me. And so, and at what stage, a point in my life where it came back to my memory, it was like, where did that come from? Like, why did I grow up thinking I was ugly? Because when I was in my like 20s, I think it was, maybe mid twenties, looking, you know, back at photos when I was younger, I was like, but I wasn't ugly. So that's what, so these things were coming up like what, where did it come from? So that's why, and it came back to my memory. Oh, it was the word said at my birth. So, so that's why I said that like, it's char- the, charted the course of my life. And so it's been undoing all that stuck, all that stuckness, all that brokenness
0: that to is, bring me
1: is. up to, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, that is huge. That is such a uh, powerful message. That is such a powerful testimony. I just, and, and I, I just want to stop. And, mm-hmm. and just, I, I want the listener to be encouraged that, uh, y- you, know, you may be broken. You may be at a hard mm-hmm. point. You may be at a low point in life. Um, there are reasons you, you know beyond our control that may have gotten us here things may have been said to you things that may have been done to you uh, mm-hmm. things may have made you feel unqualified disqualified but i just i just want to take whatever chains and bondage and and stronghold somebody may be listening to right now that may be holding them back from reaching their full potential from reaching all there is and i just want to break that by saying god loves you you and he cares for you. Hallelujah. And God has your 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 utmost um, well-being uh, in yeah. his mind, in his hands. And so wow. So uh, I just wanted to jump in and, and, and say you know what guys uh whatever it is that you've been told up to this point don't let a situation don't let an event don't let those those words those powerful hurtful words yes. don't let them hold you back from that courageous living and so now kind of kind of take us um take us from there uh own own into marriage and and all of those things
1: yeah so it was so it was with um so, like, so with the marriage now, that reinforced the, that, that brokenness, that ugliness. It reinforced it because things, I was like highly criticized all the time and persecuted. And like, I was made to believe I was of no value, that everything, like, there was nothing good about me, like everything, even down to my smile, like, <laughs> yeah. there was an issue with everything with me. And so eventually, eventually the reason i came out of, the reason why i came out of that was because of adultery and i just could not do it no more and with with that it's it's, it's a lot of stuff but so with that now it was being out of it that made me realize how much bondage i was in cuz i didn't realize how much bondage i was in until i was out of it right and so this is another thing that keeps us stuck <laughs>
0: Why do you think people choose I, to stick in that, Miss Noreen? Why? What? What makes people uh, stick in a a harmful or bad situation?
1: Unaware, yeah. like uh, the awareness is a biggie. Unaware, like I thought I was doing the right thing. You know, keeping my family together, keeping you know the father of my children, keeping us together. But it was a toxic situation. But. That's what it is, the awareness. And so, that, you know, looking back, you know, as you're going through things and uh, you like where the word says to call it all joy. Yes. When, when I was going through, I wasn't calling it. I was not calling it all joy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't until, you know, years later, like with this now, with Victoria's Living Culture, with the books that I've written, the things that help people, now I can look back and call it joy because there was a reason why I went through it. Amen. So okay. it's, to help, it's to help other people. And I w- want to quickly say, with my mother saying those words to me at my birth, she didn't mean it, right? Yes. Those words came from Satan.
0: <laughs> yes, yes.
1: It, it didn't come from her. She was just a tool used, and that's what it is with people. We, people are used um, to speak things to, to us that are not right. But it's for us to realize that and to analyze that and to know, okay, no, I'm not listening to those words. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to say something else. So, but it all starts with being aware.
0: Yes. You know, and I think another, I think another big part of that is um, uh, familiarity. Um, Yes. 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 I think think a lot of people are, are, are more scared of the devil they don't know than the devil they do know. And so I think, I think it's like, it's almost as if um, we're comfortable in our chaos we're comfortable yes. in our hardships yeah. because we know it, and and so uh, you said something that was so powerful. You didn't realize, um, y- you know, that that you could break free or you w- could live free until you got out of that. And so I think that's so such a powerful message for people today who who yeah. don't realize that they can. Um, you know, break these chains of bondage that they can break free of bondage yeah. if they'll just do it. If they'll just step outside of their comfort zone and move. Yes. And, and go ahead.
1: I was going to say, cause the comfort zone is a biggie. Yes. Yeah, that is a, it is a biggie and it, and it keeps people trapped. So there's a saying that I hear people say all the time that we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Cause if we stay stay comfortable we will not do anything we will stay living mediocre
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely and 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 we
1: don't have to
0: yeah and and so at what point did you start to say you know what i don't want to live mediocre i want uh, a victorious living i want to live to my greatest potential and how did you get into writing books on this
1: let me see. When did it start? It, well, like I said, it's all I, it's all the leading of the Lord is my uh, purpose here and it's my passion. And I believe the Lord led me to writing books, writing about it is because this is what, one way for it to reach the world. Right. Cause I can't be everywhere, so, but my books can go anywhere.
0: Ooh. Okay. That's and, good.
1: But that's one, that's one thing. But so it led from one to the other where, I started to write books and then um, things were happening in my life where, with, with my family and, um, and I believe it was at that point where I, it was a New Year's Day, I remember. I was a, it was a New Year's Day that I was sitting on my couch. I was, a, I was by myself because everybody was out. And I was looking at an email and I got an email to, to join this coaching program. And it was to do with business. It was to do with coaching. It was to, so. As I read that, that's the point where I knew, okay, this is my next. And that's when Victorious Living came about.
0: Love it. I love that. And then it went on
1: from there. So it went. So it started with books, and it, and then from there it went on to coaching, and then going speaking, and it continues to evolve. How important. Right, so I, go ahead.
0: Uh, there was a small delay. I thought you were down there. How how um, how important is your is your faith during all of this?
1: Very important. Because <laughs> if I didn't have faith, I wouldn't take the leap to even have started to write a book. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. And so, Very
1: important. It's it's it, 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 I have great faith, and I and I speak it every day that I have great faith.
0: Were you a woman um, of faith growing up, Noreen?
1: Nope. Now, nope. I had a form of godliness, right? We grew up going to Sunday school. And this is one of the things I say is that with Sunday school, we weren't, we weren't taught, right, to, to apply the word to our lives.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We would, were would doing things like just like learning a scripture verse or having to pray, but it was nothing deep. I got into a proper relationship with the Lord when I was in my um, no, I was going to say 20s, maybe in my 30s. Because I, I, be, I got saved when I was 30, in my 30s. Yes. And, and, and I would say, even though, even though I was saved, I still did not have a proper relationship. I didn't know to. So it was, it was a book I read, actually, called How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. I don't know if you've heard of that by Charles Capps.
0: Okay,
1: I highly recommend that book. It was when I read that book that... The, that um, my life started to transform because it gave you a deep, deep revelation of the importance of our words and how much our words frame our world. Mm. And so it's from that now I started, that's one of the things I started to do, change how I think and change, change how I do things, change how I say things. And that, so that was a one, one, another reason why my life began to change, started to transform And so it's just how many years later Victorious Living culture came up. (laughs) So part of Victorious Living is I was. Wow,
0: that 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 is so huge. When you change your talk, when you change your self-talk. When you change yeah. what you put in your ears, what you're watching, yeah. what you—oh look, oh my goodness, what you're hearing! When yeah. you start to change your thoughts, man, it can—it yeah. can just be a brand new world, uh, just just a wide yeah. open door to freedom. And so, but there's a there's a, a saying yeah. that I that I like to use, Miss Noreen, and it says, "Before you can heal, you have to feel." And so you have to you have to go through uh, what it is you have to face whatever it is that's mm-hmm. been holding you back that's been causing you harm. Right, you have to deal with that in order to move forward. Yes, and a lot of the ways we deal with yeah. that is bringing it to the foot yep. of the cross. You know, is, amen. Is is just bringing it to the foot of the cross and allowing and allowing God to just to just do away with whatever it is. And and so trusting God with with even the hard things in our lives.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. And And a lot of things are hard, right?
0: Yes, yes. And so (laughs) this this whole idea of victorious living, um, what do you hope that the reader, what do you hope that the reader takes away from your book, Victorious Living?
1: What I hope that they take away is that, they first of all, we have to do something, right? We, we have to do the work, and one of it is becoming aware. So to realize that you have to do the work. If we don't do the work, we, our lives won't change. We won't have that victorious life. It will stay the same or it will get worse. So I like the reader to know that we have to do something. Otherwise, even though, you know, it, the, the people will say, you're here all the time, you wait on God, you wait on God, but you wait on God, but you wait on God while you're doing what he mm. says to do, Yes, right? What he says to do, because I'm, even for myself, I remember years ago when waiting on God, waiting on God, but like nothing's changing. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Because we have to do something. And so it's not just waiting on God. We do what, we're waiting on him while he, we do what he says to do. And in my case in this is, with the writing of the books, So it's to take away knowing to do what you have to do to change your life. Because if we don't, it's not going to change. It's not going to change by itself. We have to do something. So I, my, I hope that people will read it and take it and do what it says.
0: <laughs> that is fantastic. You said we have to wait on God. If we need to wait on God, wait on God. We need to wait on God while we're doing. And so, right. you know, and that's so that's trusting the Holy Spirit. If I, if I Amen. believe, if I believe Miss Noreen that I have the Holy Spirit, I have God living inside me right. in, my, Amen. in my heart. I have to trust equipping me to make the right decisions that, that, that while I'm moving, it's so much easier to turn a car that's in motion than a car that's just standing still. So, If I truly believe that God is all powerful and that God is who he says he is, by me leaning and trusting and believing in the Holy Spirit to guide my actions, I can step out in faith and believe that I'm going to do the right things because I have God living inside of me.
1: Amen. Amen. And another point I want to make as well is that even though we're stepping out and doing and waiting on the Lord as well, because it's a combination of everything, we have to know that it's a process. Um, living victoriously, it does not happen overnight. It's a yeah. process. Like I didn't wake up one day and start applying the tools to my life and was victorious. It was a process. So we can't beat up ourselves because we're not perfect people too, right?
0: Yes. So if, we
1: miss, if we miss it one day, we don't draw back and go back into our old habits. We keep moving forward. And, and applying the steps and pr- applying the the, the the tips and tools that I give, especially from my perspective. So And so, keep going. It's not overnight. We just keep going, though. It's a process. And for me, it's a lifelong process.
0: And I think a lot of times I think the process is discouraging to a lot of people. Uh, right. Because especially we live in a society that is push of a button, everything I want. Uh, right now in fact like right yesterday and so I think that the process sometimes feels too daunting to stay the course especially with something like let's just take let's just take drug addiction all right it yeah. is a right. it is a process that it is a battle it is a fight each and every day and I think yeah. we get I think we get sidetracked by the daunting Process or the length of the process, but when in reality we should be encouraged by it because yep. of the amount uh, of power that we have—the same power that raised Jesus from the dead—is alive in right. us. Amen. And, and, and if we believe in that, and we trust in that, and walk in that, we can use that very process to impact other people's lives and to yep. help them through their situations. And it just yep. helps us fight more and more.
1: That's it. Because I can say, as you talk about the addiction, because um, for me it, it was food addiction that I had, that I struggled with. I even wrote a book about that food addiction. The struggle has been real, because it is a struggle. So what, would you saying with that, how um, it can be discouraging, right? So what I do is look back at. I don't over, I don't emotional eat anymore. So like, look at how far I've come, right? I'm not where I was. I'm still a work in progress with it, but I'm not where I was. So that's what helps to encourage us as well to keep going. And then one of the things I look at, you know, some people will get over an addiction overnight, but for me, it's been a struggle. So I know that God is going to use it.
0: Yes. Um, I think I know the answer to this question I'm about to ask you. And I kind of want to start, um, uh, bringing it to a point here. Uh, does victorious living just happen, Noreen? No, no. And, and what, what do we need? Um, uh, what, what do we need to do or know, um, uh, to start bringing that awareness, to start making those leaps, to start making those steps, uh, into victorious living?
1: I'm I'm laughing because I'm gonna say take my course.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Tell me about uh, uh, (laughs) how we can find information about this course.
1: Well, one. (laughs) Sorry. Um. So one course I'm actually finishing up is a 30-day course. So it's foundational tips on victorious living. So it's a journey taking you from awareness um, of the awareness through to vic- the steps to live victoriously. Mm. So that's going to come out by the end of the month. That's the 30 day journeys, quick, short, short videos. But that's the beginning. Gives it the awareness of it. The I big awareness it. of it. And it talks about the brokenness. It talks about the different things with, um, with, uh, vi- uh victorious living and you have to do the work. <laughs> So uh, it goes back to you have to do the work. If you don't do the work, it's not it's not going to work. right?
0: You know, and that goes to whether we're doing counseling, whether we're yep. going through any kind of studies, whether we're in college, yep. whether we're in yep. school, at work. Uh, if we don't do the work, if we don't learn, if we don't grow, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're not living victoriously. We're not right. in our greatest potential if we're not willing right. to put in the effort to change. And so um how do i know um if i'm if i'm living victoriously or not
1: well i do have a quiz that people can take right beautiful so and and then it would um in taking that quiz then they would see where they fall to know where they um where they start where they are where they're at with victorious living okay and um and it's just like even doing a strategy session with me as well. Right. So there's, uh, uh, and that, that would help to determine as well.
0: I love that. And with thank goodness to technology. Um, yes. And yep. yep. absolutely do this with you in New York. And if I have a listener from California, we could still, we could still connect and, and move mountains. Uh, crazy. Right. right. God, Amen. <laughs> yes. And so, um, I, I think, you know, God is doing a wonderful work even through the pandemic by bringing people closer and closer together, uh, Amen. uh you, you know, through all of this. So in order to kind of, uh, uh, bring us all to a close here, if people want to find out about you, Miss Noreen, if, if people want to take this quiz, uh, maybe even look into your course, buy your book, all of that, where can we go to find this information?
1: You can go to my website is uh, NoreenNHenry.com. There's an extra N in the middle, NoreenNHenry. And my email, NoreenNHenry at gmail.com.
0: Great. And I'm on,
1: on social media. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn.
0: Okay. You so that's my
1: name and you find me.
0: I'm going to share all of this in the show notes. I'm going to share these links uh, in, in the show, mo- show notes. I have-